When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome to the weekday. This is the weekday podcast. It's the shorter version of the podcast. It's the bite size. Well, okay, not the bite size. It's sort of like the value sized version of the podcast, not the, uh, you know, the overeaters version, not the whole gallon of ice cream, but maybe the little cup that you get to enjoy without feeling bloated uh, uh, podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Don McDonald, along with the renowned model airplane builder, Mr. Tom Cock himself in the uh, military model airplane, whatever it's called. I don't have to do that anymore because I'm not doing videos right now. Do we? Uh, will we ever do videos again? <laughs> you want a prediction? Is that what this you're looking the for question. here? Will we ever mm, do videos again? I'm going to go out on a limb and say no, because so few people actually watch them. I mean, two old white guys in front of <laughs> just really, Are frankly, you saying not ours, that interesting. Ours is not an attractive I don't look. think there's that. It's just kind of boring. I mean, I guess I could jump around. Oh, wait, I could, but don't say boring. It's a We like our podcast. I know, people but boring like visually, visually. Visually boring. I don't think That's it's why really I tried to make it more interesting with things you, flying across the screen. Yeah, I, and, if anybody did, you did, but I just don't, I mean, it's... All right, we'll see how that goes. That's, did we ever look, I, you know, I don't know, yes. before we get into the show, how many how many subscribers? Because uh, We're when still I got, less than 2,000. When I got injured, well, when I injured myself... You know, it was, I'd been telling people it's degenerative like everything else. It was, yeah, life. I'm a degenerate, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, totally me. Sorry. Totally me. Um, when we when we stopped it right after that, because you know I don't look great in a in a collar. No. Um, if you I, had, you would have gone into the ministry. I would have gone into the ministry, but mm-hmm. I ne- I don't remember the what the number. One, were, so we're still like, under two thousand subscribers. Oh, way under. I thought we, I thought it was like nineteen hundred or something. No, twelve hundred. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. You're right. Well, That's dreaming. terrible. The last the last episode, 189 views. Yeah, that's what I'm why do we do this? No one is. Why watching. are we wasting our time? There literally, is no one watching it? Sorry, but they are listening. And so, for those of you yes. listening, and thank you for doing that. Today's episode mm-hmm. is about guess what? The stock market. Ah, and why it does the things it does. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. It is a. It 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 seems that everybody everybody is baffled by the movement of the stock market. Why does it go up when the market or when the economy is still doing well? Why does it, uh, why does it, I'm sorry, why does it go down when the economy is still doing well? And why does it go up when we're like in a recession? I don't understand all this volatility. And Tom, you just saw an article recently in the Wall Street Journal that discussed this very topic. You know, we we love Jason Zweig, Wall Street Journal writer, columnist, fantastic work. You know, but I've kind of fallen for uh, James McIntosh a little bit, also writes at the Journal, because I think he's pretty honest about things. You know, a lot of the stuff you get in the Journal is... So you got a little money guy crush? Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little bromance with the, with the dollar guy. You know, I think he's honest. Uh, oftentimes, I don't write the Journal because the articles are... 
they don't feel like they're there. You can apply them. But in this case, I think you actually can. And the headline, which should be the headline of every article, book, magazine, whatever, for uh, talking about stock markets should be market swings remain a mystery. Yeah. That's, it should well, be. It, well, because we don't know why. But here's here's the reason that this is an article today is you've had these weird days where the market's been down like one and a half percent and then whoosh, turns and goes up by three percent. People are like, what what is going on? And so he writes, the truthful answer is that no one has a good explanation for the huge price moves. Um, and and then he talks to a few people. One of the, an advisor says it's interesting that a piece of news that we would think is a crystal clear negative turned out to be positive. I think you just said that a minute ago, Don. Right. And then he went into all the things that are still ugly. Right. Another. I don't. Know, I guess we're going to have two more three quarter point uh, interest rate hikes for the Fed overnight rate. You got the continued war in Europe. The perhaps recession or not geopolitics grim china is gonna still crush their economy with the zero code etc 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 all the stuff uh that is negative and if i had some a basement the, i'd be moving into it right now <laughs> some of the things that are positive uh you know i mean you still have pretty low unemployment at three and a half percent earnings what earnings have actually come out have been better than expected not better than a year ago but better than expected and it appears that consumer spending remains strong, despite the fact that uh, people are having to spend much more of their money on things like housing, gasoline, and food. So I I love this article because I think it is so truthful. I I think that, that if you're honest with yourself, we all have this way of rationalizing everything that happens in our life. Well, I did that. So the, you just mentioned something about eating less, which I wish I was doing. But I, we, oh, I can have another bite of that because I worked out today. I could have a chocolate bar because you know I went for a walk. We all rationalize things. And the market is especially true. People think, oh, the market went up because, or the market will go up because. And the reality is you don't know. There are millions of trades every day. And as you know, Donna had a session with our clients a couple of days ago and one person wrote in and said, uh, wow, you're very positive about the future. What if there's many more bad years ahead? What if the future is not bright? What then? And the question is, well, for me, what do you believe? Do you believe history or do you believe supposition? Because I don't know what's going to happen starting tomorrow. I only know what's happened historically. And so I'm going to kind of base my my expectations of the market on that. And then of course, there's always the famous quote uh, that I think still holds, although he's been gone a few years from John Bogle, founder of Vanguard. Nobody knows nothing, right? I mean, nobody really does know nothing. To some extent, I agree both with him and Mr. McIntosh, but Mr. McIntosh's conclusion was again, what was that? His conclusion was, um, nobody knows why the market's so volatile. Is that basically it? Basically it. And especially yeah, okay, on a well, short-term intraday swings, that kind of thing. So, but you see, the thing is, I, I know why. Oh, well, I'm glad you can break the he code for He didn't ask me. I know why. Now I, I know that everybody's looking for this logical rules base. You know, we can always follow this kind of answer to the question. It goes down or it goes up because of this event or this thing or this. It goes up and down like this because there are mm, 
tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people around the world buying and selling stocks and all doing it based on how they feel. Yeah. It does what it does Mm -hmm. because of feelings. And feelings defy logic, totally defy logic. They are what we what we are and we have a terrible time controlling them which is why we are such bloody bad investors history again will show you that people have a horrible track record of trying to decide when to be in the market when to be out of the market here's another one um, that i shared with our clients this week is that every person should avoid because we suffer from it and it's a real thing it's called recency bias and that is giving (laughs) giving more weight to things that have happened like recent events that we have a tendency to think, Oh my God, well that, that, whoa, that, that, that's big, big, big. And you've done this very well done in the years past gone. Do you remember in the fall of 2018 when this happened? No, I don't remember that. Do you remember when 2020? No, I I forgot people at the time though, it was, Whoa, I really got to do something. The only one, when I, when I bring it up, I go, uh, okay. And I can bring it up for multiple years back, uh, over the past decade plus when we had bad markets intra year and people like 2020, great one. Exactly. They went, wait, market. We had a bear market in 2020. Hmm. Yeah. Like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. We did. The only one they seem to remember is 2008. That one is because Mm -hmm. that was so big. And it, it was, went on for a long yeah. time. Well, yeah. for a year. For a year. Okay, their bear markets have lasted a lot longer than a year, right. for sure. But it went yeah. on for a year. Yep. But mm-hmm. the reality is we we don't look much behind be, beyond our nose. We are incredibly myopic. And uh, when it comes to money, when it comes to life, when it comes to almost anything. And, you know, you, the, the, the person who responded at your meeting about, well, what if everything just goes bad forever, yeah. Tom? Right. Yeah, then what? Well, then. Uh, tell me, sir, ma'am, all of any of you, what is what investment should you be in, given a one hundred percent, no doubt about it, belief that the bad will continue forever? What should you be in? You know, and, and the answer to that is we've already discussed on this program. I think it's gun, canned food, and ammo. Maybe I, that's about it, right? I'm, water, I guess, bottled water. Uh, and yes, investing, as I think I mentioned during that session, does involve optimism. I mean, having children involves and not optimism, wild right? optimism. Yeah, yeah not optimism. wild just, optimism. You think just things are going to be better. Just a belief that yeah. things will 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 do something similar to what they have done. That's exactly right. And the reason to believe that that is likely is. In your history books, which a lot of you have apparently failed to read, there have been times, and they are legion, when the when society was strained to the breaking point, when economies were 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 out of control, they were just falling flat on their faces, when entire countries, not just one in Europe, but entire countries around the world were practically leveled where it seemed like there was no hope to rebuild them. Not that long ago, actually. There, Not that long ago. Mm. And look at what we did as a society. It's because despite the fact that we're outnumbered by ants, 
we're a hell of a lot more powerful than they are. <laughs> well, a lot of them. They could do move. There are a lot of them, yeah, but unless they them. get organized, which so far they haven't done. Although I did on lit rating. If you'd like a, a, a fun story, yeah. Uh, it just I did, this is a, one of my scary season stories. Ooh. Empire of the Ants by H.G. Wow. Wells. <laughs> oh, H.G. It's about Wells. what happens when the Great ants writer. get together and go. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, oh wait, there are a million of us for every one of them. <laughs> now we got this one. We got it. Terry so, Tom. Anyway, that's lit off. reading, lit yeah. reading on your favorite podcast service. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, again, n- nobody especially knows anything about the market in the short term. And yes, I will continue to base decisions for myself and for our clients and hopefully for you on history. That's all I can base it on. Yeah. And to base it on anything else is sort of silly. I, I mean, let's say you, you just are so pessimistic that you can't see the, the, let, you can't see anything w- w- other than a global war, world war three. You just are absolutely convinced that's going to happen. Well, there are one or two possible conclusions to that. Really? There's one, it eventually ends and some people survive and they rebuild. There's two, we all die. So what are you going to do for one of your scenarios? Are you a survivalist? Great. Groovy. Go live in the woods in a bunker. But otherwise, the rest of us have to believe that we are going to continue doing what we're doing. Not well, but well enough. Got a question? Yeah, well, I think we have a question, don't we, from somebody about uh, a fund oh, that recommendation that we made in. recently? Yeah, that didn't even come in from talkingrealmoney.com. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Where'd that uh, one no, come in from? That actually just came to my email address. Oh, wow. Somebody found you. I didn't know anybody knew my email <laughs> exactly. address. It's very hidden. Um, Hard to figure out, too, by the way. But uh, let's see. Is this it? No, that's not it. How There's one. That it one has flagged? to do with, I think it's- Oh, it's right here. It's right here. An it's from Avantis Colorado. fund. From yeah. Colorado. Uh, hi, Don. I, I listen fairly regularly to your show. It provides a lot of useful information to those getting started with investing. It was surprising. We're going to be called on the carpet, Tom. Okay. It was surprising and a little concerning of your uh, dive-in recommendation for the new Avantis Fund of Funds ETF, uh, which is AV, what is the AVGE? Okay, so let's go back. Avantis is a fund family, like Dimensional or Vanguard or Fidelity. They Mm -hmm. uh, operate in the exchange-traded fund universe, Mm -hmm. and they have a suite of funds that – you know, are rules based. They're they right. U.S. small right. cap and value. Don't don't let the cat right. out of the bag yet. Okay, I'm just Hold on. we're up, not setting done. it up for you. Setting it up. All right. Now this fund, he says, has not even been out for a single month. Oh, it has aggregate inflows of less than eleven million dollars. That's pretty. Small. Does this make it an earmarker for fund closure risk? If perhaps their target market capital is not reached. Why would Vanguard World ETF, having a much longer track record and passive strategy, not be considered more stable? I may be, uh, I may consider it in constructing my son's custodial account as he is only seven and a half years old, but cutting into your previously made plans and structure of prior holdings looks like a high risk. Okay, yeah. let's let's. This is the old thinking. It it creeps it into it creeps it into the the way we, we I look want at investing. a ten year track record before right. I put any money into anything, and I want to you see exactly how that's done through good markets, 
in bad markets, Don. Okay, but well, let's you know, describe. If, if the Vanguard World ETF, the, the VT, came yep. out yesterday. Yeah. Just came out yesterday. Would you feel uncomfortable buying it? No, because it owns the global stock portfolio, nor should you be uncomfortable buying this fund. Why? Because it is buying a portfolio based on a set of rules. Their rules are basically own the market with a very few exceptions and then overweight two segments of the market that have long long decades almost long track years records. years now. Almost yeah, some of them almost 100 years yeah. of of outperforming other parts of the market and that's value and growth. So that's what the Avantis fund does. It is it, it's as if it's buying it, it could have bought the same portfolio uh, uh, 50 years ago and you would have had a 50 year track record because they're buying a set of rules. They're not managing a portfolio. They're Buying a set of rules based on a set of rules. Yeah, and uh, and we agree. Eleven million dollars is a very small amount. We agree that being in business for like a month is a very short period of time. But you're not getting Kathy Wood starting out, right? Any, there's not somebody back there trying to say, "Oh, well, I think now we need to move the money into Credit Suisse." Oh, yeah, it's a, we don't have somebody. We don't have we don't have anybody saying <laughs> I'm smarter than the market. Exactly. You, you shouldn't believe somebody who says they're smarter than the market without some significant proof. And even then, even then, we don't believe that people who claim to be smarter than the market and have a good track record are necessarily smarter than the market. They could claim to be smarter than the market and then have just been lucky. And if I was picking, if I had a young son today. Well, I guess I have a young kind of young, but if I had a very young son today and I was picking one fund VT or the Avantis all world, AVGE, fund, yeah. I, I would go with AVGE because it better fits what I believe about capital markets. Exactly. It better fits what I believe too. Sorry. And so the therefore I, I have literally switched my VT to AVGE there you go. There you and go. added a little bit of international. It's the dimensional has a somewhat similar fund, but it's a mutual fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the dimensional global fund, and I don't think it tilts quite as much to small and to value as this one does. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, last last I looked at Vanguard or DFA's, which was a while ago, but I'll have to look more closely. But thank you for the question. It Great is a question. good one, mm-hmm. be, but it does reflect the old way of thinking, the pre-index and pre-rules based dimensional style. Uh, investing that where we couldn't we couldn't really say ah eh, this might be good but they don't have a track record we don't need a track record anymore as long as they're following a set of rules either as an index which is just an index an index is just a, a rules based fund people get together and say okay we're going to buy stocks that fit this criteria the biggest stocks in the country the smallest stocks whatever they might be so. There you have it. You want to ask us a question? Boy, you know, you'd think I would be better by now and be better able to speak, no, and I have no drugs in my system. But the if you want to ask us a question, give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 855-935-TALK, or you can record your question at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form. That is also a great place to go to talk with one of our advisors. You can just go to talkingrealmoney.com and do everything now. 
You and can take you, the risk quiz there. You can talk to an advisor. Stuff. And here's the thing about talking to an advisor. I think some people are intimidated. They think they're going to be sold something. You won't. I nope. think they, they, they're going to, they feel like, oh, you're going to get a disinterested advice. It's disinterested. It's in, it's your interest. Well, we hope it's disinterested, yeah. but it's in your interest. In your interest. I think people think it's going to be part of me, self-interest. And you're, I thought no, I was the one no. on painkillers, uh, which maybe I should be. But here's, we are simply going to take your portfolio. We have very sophisticated software. We're going to put that in and we're going to tell you how diversified you are because most of you don't know how much you're paying others and how much risk you're taking. You've got to know that. I don't care if you're 30 or 130. You need to know those things. Well, maybe at 130, it doesn't matter as much. But it's simply by contacting us, we get the info. We put the portfolio review together for you. I think there's tremendous value. It costs nothing. And as Don pointed out, we don't pitch anything either. So it's a good deal. Take advantage. Yeah, just go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Thanks so much for being a part of this edition of the Talking Real Money podcast. We are so glad you checked it out. And we would really appreciate it if you would share us on social media. Tell your friends and family about the podcast because, well, there's no point in keeping it to yourself. The more the merrier in the world of podcasting. Plus, we're trying to get in back into the top 100 on Apple Podcast Business. So we need you to help us do that. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't like it, well, don't listen. Uh, and uh, thanks for being there. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're going to head out and, uh, well, in a minute, we're going to probably be talking real money again. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.